First came the night, then came the dawn. Now comes the most eagerly awaited day in horror film history. Hello and welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. And this is the second week of our anniversary month. We're going to be following up on the previous film we watched, Land of the Dead, by watching George Romero's previous zombie effort, Day of the Dead. But first, let's do 10 word reviews of movies that we watched in the past week. What do you say about that? I say, let's get started. Good golly, by golly. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Do you want to do want to hit me with one? I think I'll begin this journey of ours. Okay. With the first purge, the first purge. This is what follows. Uh, first, <laughs> the first purge. Colon. First in name, third in quality, last in originality. Ooh, I like that. And my review is no pun potential because it's not the worst purge. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to hit me with the next one? Ant-Man and the Wasp, another Marvel movie improved by Hawkeye's absence. Go watch now. And my review of Ant-Man and the Wasp is a good way to kill time in the AC. And if you want to hear our full reviews of those movies, you can hit us up on Patreon. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. No, I'm sorry. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to like get get people pumped about the Patreon because um, nobody's clicked on it yet. Oh, that's fine. Um, you're still nice people, <laughs> but we'll we'll see. I actually I, I think it would benefit if I ran through the um, tiers that I have built out since last time. I have more details now. So just really quick, um, it, it's a monthly donation to get super special exclusive bonus content. Um, the two lower tiers are really what we're aiming at, but I added higher tiers just in case you wanted to be nice, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like $100, like this is what you can get. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we will fly to you and shake your hand and we can watch a movie together or whatever. Um, but no, um, there's a $2 a month tier. Um, that tier allows you access to our 10-minute reviews, which is the full reviews of all the movies we do in our 10-word reviews. But you also get a shout out on the show. You get outtakes. You get behind the scenes photos like Sergio's super special drawing from last week. Um, the $3 tier that allows you access to all of our previous episodes. But it also allows you a preview of the schedule for the upcoming month, which is fun because people will sometimes like text me about it and be like, hey, what are you doing this month? And I'll be like, give me $3. <laughs> and I'll, I'll let you know. Exactly. Um, $5 gets you into our inner sanctum. It allows you inside the process of making the show. You can see the, our schedule for what themes we're doing for the months for six months in advance. And you have the ability to vote on future themes. Um, you also get bonus full episodes of certain current horror movies that we're going to be releasing later on in the main feed. Um, and every 12 months that you are a subscriber, you get to pick a film for us to watch in a bonus episode. And for the again, not really asking for this one, but it's there in case you want. Um, it's the ten dollars um, per month. It is you get to join the Medici family, be a patron of the arts. Um, for each month, you get to pick one of the movies that we watch within that theme. So, like, you get you get some stuff for that. Um, and also, every twelve months of subscribing, you get to be a guest on the podcast discussing a movie of Ooh. your choice. Yeah, boy. I think I might just do it for myself. But you're you're here for free every week. 
You barely wanted to be on this episode. <laughs> this episode was a pain because the movie I had to see was um was not great. So I might just join and be able to pick up the lineups. Finally. Yeah, it you, is my time to shine. Yeah, you can just choose one movie each month and it's always Sicario. <laughs> no, it's going to be like Julie and Julia. Honestly, I'd be down because that movie is great. Yes, it is. Um, but anyway, let's move on um, to what people are actually here for, which is our discussion of Day of the Dead. Um, here is the plot off the back of my super fancy DVD that Matt actually gave me, our listener, Matt. Oh. In this third and final shocker in the legendary trilogy from writer-director George A. Romero, a small group of scientists and soldiers have taken refuge in an underground missile silo where they struggle to control the flesh-eating horror that walks the earth above. But will the final battle for the future of the human race be fought among the living, or have they forever unleashed the hunger of the dead? Oh, Sergio drew a bunny. More Patreon-exclusive content. <laughs> it's my furkin. Or fursona? Oh, God. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about this. Um, anyway, that, that was basically it on, on that, that front. So that's happening. Anyway. I'm not going to touch the subject of my fursona. I really don't want to. I did not request this information um anyway well, the reason why i did this is because brennan gets visibly agitated whenever i talk about my furry activities which is never you're making this up i often talk about my pelt all the time you and my bear tattoos do you really want this to be what the world thinks of you because you hate the word pelt i do but they don't need they don't know the truth that's true also someone just shot up a firework it's Almost a full week past the 4th of July. Have Man. we not forgotten about America? Right. <laughs> okay, this is like Long Beach in the summer. Like, they're not going to stop until the middle of August. Are people just excited about the summer? Yeah. Okay. Um, and Despacito, the song of the summer. From like two years ago? Yeah. Well, the 4th of July celebrates a, holiday, a day from like hundreds of years ago. People don't stop celebrating good stuff. Okay? Whatever. But the people should know that the song of this summer is I Like It by Cardi B. And we're not talking about Despacito anymore. <laughs> okay, anyways, um, so I, I drew the little bunny, and who is my fursona? I call him Bunny Bunkins, um, because it makes Brennan uncomfortable talking about my activities such as these, and I want to make Brennan uncomfortable because this movie made me uncomfortable, because I don't like zombies. Do you not like zombies because of the gore? That's probably one reason why. I also think it's dumb. Like, when someone's dead, they're dead. You don't know that. Do you... I mean, they could go to heaven and be a zombie there. But they have a new body. Is that how that works? Apparently. I didn't know Sergio, that. Sergio, theological genius. <laughs> um, Learned at the Sergio School for Theology. Yes. It's at Notre Dame. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> we rate our movies on scariness, campiness, effects, and quality. So what's your scariness score out of five? One. Yeah, me too. This movie wasn't scary. And what made it not scary for me, what really turned me off from the get-go, mm -hmm. um, was the score. Uh, you mean the super 80s score? Um, yeah. It's, I love me an 80s synth score, but this is a weak one. It was overkill. It, and it was kind of weirdly steel drummy at times. I mean, I know this movie did technically take place in Florida, but mm -hmm. it, it it's odd. It was overkill. To me, it really like lightens the mood. Which makes sense considering that we're watching this movie because we saw the other one. Land of the Dead. Land of the Dead. And that movie was also very, almost campy. It was very campy. Uh-huh. Um, so it makes sense that the two movies were very similar in that regard. And then I shouldn't have been expecting to be scared of the zombies at mm -hmm. all or 
interested in what they had to do or why we were there. Uh, but I don't know. I guess I was expecting something else. And what was given was not what I had in mind. But that was more my fault. Honestly, I did. I expected a little more, too, because this is kind of a minted classic in my horror community <laughs> as such. And it, I, I, I didn't respond to it as much as I don't think any of his other films. Like, I mm. honestly... I know this is like sacrilegious, but I like Diary of the Dead more mm-hmm. than this film, mm-hmm. um, which is one of his later lesser efforts. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So is this as canonical as like you say? What do you mean? Is this like a canonical feature in the zombie pantheon movies? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's... Um, which of the Bible books is it, Brennan? Is it like Leviticus or is it like Genesis? I think it's like a, like a, like an Isaiah. Like it's there and people know about it, okay. but it's not like... Genesis. It's not Corinthians, it's not, you know. It's not Revelations. Okay. Um, I think it'll end up on some underrated lists, but among the people I talk to, things on those lists are minted classics. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, also, if speaking of incongruous scores, remind me never to show you the original Dawn of the Dead, because that score is out of control. I kind of love it. Um, it's by Goblin, who does crazy stuff. They're an Italian group. I want to see the remake of Dawn of the Dead. I do. I want to watch that, too. So maybe we'll you know Ty Burrell's in it. I did know that. And did you know that the special effects were done by Heather Langenkamp of Nightmare I mean, on Elm Street fame? Probably her husband, and she like helps him run his thing. But I don't think she like gets down and dirty with the actual effects. But yes, way to not believe in the power of women, Brennan. No, I completely support women, but I don't think that's what she specifically does. You're rejected from the Women's March 2019. JK, all are invited. Yeah, thank you. Um, but yeah, no, Dawn of the Dead actually brought us uh, The Gonk, which is the name of a piece of music that you may know from the end credits of Robot Chicken, where they go, and it's just clucking away? Yeah, that song is from Dawn of the Dead, which I have no idea how that happened. But I bring it up because a little snippet of it does come back in this movie. There's a part where one of the zombies is kind of staring longingly off into space and there's kind of like a minor key version of the gonk playing and it's bananas um i i I don't know if i also said i gave it a one out of five but all of the best stuff in this movie was in a dream sequence which i hate um like i only knew three things about this movie going in i knew there was a zombie called bub i knew the line choke on him is uttered at one point and i knew there was a shot where a bunch of arms come out of a wall. And I was like, I wonder how this is going to work. Like, where are these zombies where the arms are going to come out of the wall? And it turns out it's just a freaking dream sequence. And George Romero is not Wes Craven. Mm-hmm. And then she wakes up and she goes, well, good thing that was a dream. It didn't actually happen. And I'm like, well, I wish I wish something happened in this movie. Mm-hmm. I was uh, very amused by how much you hated that dream sequence. Uh, it's just very, it comes at night. And it happened three times. Three of the best sequences in the movie turn into turn out to be dream sequences and then you're like well wasting my time <laughs> um there is oh the the most horrifying thing in the movie though is like they're they have this um like stockpile of zombies and all of the people um <laughs> like the, the the military people when they take zombies out to experiment on they have to mark down on this clipboard which of the zombies they do but one of the military guys just doesn't care and he doesn't write it down, and the lady yells at him, and I could really relate to that because I work at a place that requires a lot of documentation, and one of my coworkers doesn't, and it just ruins everything for everybody else. And I, it was just really horrifying. And Stop being such a pill, Brennan. This isn't a visa. 
horror just really does tap into <laughs> the darkness in real life. Uh-huh. Um, and there was an alligator in the opening sequence. Great. <laughs> um, Wake me up when it's a crocodile. <laughs> what's your campiness score? Um, the campiness score... Three? Sure. You, you don't have to ask me. Just tell me. Three? Sure. I like how there was such a definitive difference in between the way I said threes there. Um, I liked how that one zombie had an appreciation for classical music. Yeah, like, Ode to Joy. I felt seen. I was like, yeah, man. That's how I feel every time Bach comes on the radio. I'm just like, how do I press play more? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'm giving this a two out of five on campiness. But maybe I just be different, you mm-hmm. know? Um, I, there was a re, there was a gun in the movie, a prop that was extremely shiny, and that kind of distracted me. It was it was very clearly a shiny toy gun, and not the mediocre band. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's not fair. I don't know enough of their music to give that kind of quality judgment, but I thought it was a funny thing to say. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a like is this character Jamaican? Is that the helicopter pilot guy? Brennan, I didn't watch enough of it to be able to answer that question. Okay, that's fine. Um, well, he talked like a fortune cookie. Like, every line out of his mouth was very like, if you think it, then become it. If they do this, it's just like, here are your lottery numbers. I don't really care. Um, you're, again, breathing so heavy. Are you okay? Do we need to take you to the doctor? I'm fine. It's hot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Anyway, so... But yeah, this Jamaican guy lives in a trailer called The Ritz in the zombie pen um, with his like co-pilot guy. Do you think they're gay? Because I think they're gay. Um, if they have the effect of being gay, then they are. That's querying a text for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think the implication could exist that they're a gay couple because you never see their bedroom and they're living in a tiny trailer. So you can assume they sleep in the same bed. Uh-huh. I was surprised that like... There wasn't more, I mean, I guess I, I'm not surprised, but I was like, it's all these men and like no women. Like, why are there no like female sex slaves? I was, I was basically surprised how it wasn't, you know, Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Um, just like in the anarchy, ruleless, lawless world with these uh-huh. terrible men. Um, yeah, that, that was rough. It was rough spending so much time with all these characters because everyone is so odious. Uh, it is my executive decision that they are gay and let's move on to effects what's your effects score for this movie my effects score you know what the movie had solid gore it had some really disgusting scenes where people were just torn to shreds so it gets a four I can agree with that although I'm actually giving it a three out of five why um, well look this is, these are Tom Savini effects and I love him and he does a great job but I am really irritated the effects don't come more frequently and sooner. There is a bloodbath in the end, but it becomes kind of repetitive because it's just, here are all the characters left in the movie, which is most of the characters, and we're just going to one by one rip them all to shreds. And it, it's it's pretty repetitive. <laughs> and um, the the thing that makes it worse is that most of the kills are that Shaun of the Dead kill where someone's lying flat on their back and they get ripped open. That happens like four times in a row. And it's like, I get it. Can we do something else? Um, There is one terrific zombie kill where he gets a shovel 
buried in his mouth, and then the shovel like splits his head in half, which is really cool. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's not my favorite um, Tom Savini effort. To let's say, what would be your favorite? Uh, the Prowler. Why? Well, that in that movie, the kills are so elaborate and gross. They make me question why I ever watch any of these movies, and that's just like a line that he like just barely steps over in how to make a realistic kill, and it's very well done and profoundly disturbing. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I think he does great work in that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just feel like it's 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 good and it's well crafted, but it's kind of it's just dull. I, I think a lot of this movie is not. It's just not what I wanted it to be. Well, were you expecting it to be? I don't know. I I, I did. Were you expecting it to be crazier, darker? Were you expecting it to be more funny? Because you have more exposure to this man than I do. I yeah, was expecting you're right. it to be darker based I mean, on Donna the Dead. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I know George Romero um, likes to put political subtext in his zombie movies. And I know that it increased the further you got along into his like three first original zombie films. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think in terms of everyone yelling at each other and the zombies kind of learning, um, the learning thing is something that we see in Land of the Dead with the uh, the uh, like mechanic character who learns how to use a gun and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I'd already seen that element before, so I guess that wasn't shocking that it was included. Yeah, but I mean, you have to consider this movie was made before Land of the Dead. No, I know, I know, I know. But I'm, I'm saying I saw where that idea progressed, so I was, so I wasn't like, oh, where did this come from? I was like, yeah. Another thing that really kind of like took me out of this movie, um, and through no fault of the film itself, was the fact that I had seen Land of the Dead before this movie, mm-hmm. and there were a lot of the same ideas uh, in that movie, a lot of big parallels. That I was just like, okay, I've seen these ideas done in a 21st century fashion, and they've been really improved. It's like, why am I watching, you know, paint dry, essentially? Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, Land of the Dead is much more of a popcorn movie, and mm-hmm. this one is much more of an ideas movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure the ideas are strong enough to want to spend time with these characters. It's okay. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I've been introduced to Atari. Why do I want to roll a hoop with a stick? Exactly. I don't. I don't necessarily agree with that because I do believe in looking at the history of the movies that you're watching. But you that, like playing with sticks and hoops. I think it's important to know that the hoop and a stick is like what de- developed into what you're enjoying now. Okay. Which is virtual hoop. Yes. On Second Life, is that still a thing? Are Steve? Are people still doing that? I think some people are. I'm it's sure. mostly about The Sims now. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure. <laughs> The Sims are where it's at. Like, are people still playing RuneScape? The Sims, Brennan. The kids, they love The Sims. I'm sure they do. They have their Sims playing Fortnite now. The Sims are playing Fortnite? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, anyway, so, yeah, it. I, I guess it's, it is what I expected, but I think I just wanted it to be a little more bold and less talky i don't know it i just didn't have a good time and i don't know that i'm supposed to because it is a you know an apocalyptic horror movie but i i it's set in florida well i mean look if the apocalypse is happening that's where it's gonna be (laughs) um 
I don't know. I, I don't think it was grim enough to be like, wow, what a horror film because I, I wasn't, wasn't scared of anything. Um, and it didn't really have when I'm watching a horror movie, that's not scary. I want it to be gory or campy or something. And it just didn't deliver enough of any of the things that I'm looking for. I think. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but you know, what about next week? What are we watching next week? Well, we're skipping like a whole quarter of the show. We'll get to that. Okay. So what's your overall score then? Yeah. My overall quality score. I think I'm, I think I'm, I think I have to give it a two. I'm at a one. Really? Yeah. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Um, you know, maybe it's the heat. Uh, that doesn't help. Maybe it's the heat of the night. Uh, but the movie just really didn't do it for me. Um, I've seen better zombie films. I've seen better zombie films done by this director. True. So it re- this movie really does suffer from that. When we began this podcast, I remember I used to put myself in the mindset of like, oh, you have to see this movie from somebody who saw it in the audience, uh, opening night or whatever. Yeah. And that quickly faded. Now I'm like, I've seen so many movies. Um, I really don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm just stuck not caring. If it helps, I don't think audiences responded particularly well to this one in the moment. Uh-huh. But I, I don't have like confirmation on that. Uh-huh. It's like I'm sure I'm upsetting somebody with my analysis or really lack of attention to this movie. Um, You're upsetting me with your lack of attention to this movie. Uh, Although I, I don't blame you. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, I... Uh, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um... There was nothing about this movie that seemed particularly interesting. First, we were outside in Florida, and then we were inside this weird bunker thing, and then we just stayed there with zombies. Yeah. Honestly, like, I was shocked they had anything as big as that Florida sequence, which looked fun and great, um, because these movies are very low budget. Um, Yeah, they are. Yeah, so I was like, yep, welcome to the single set that we're going to be in for the rest of this movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm glad we got that little glimpse of the world outside because I think that might be the the biggest set piece he's ever had of like showing a world, um, like a like a tw- 28 days later opening sequence like empty London because usually it's a smaller scale than that like even the uh, like the giant high rise skyscraper in Land of the Dead that's a single location that we spend most of our time at we don't get to see a lot of the world at large. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm happy we got a chance to see what George Romero's version of that looks like. Yeah. And it was fun and there was an alligator, um, but we didn't spend enough time there. And then we got trapped in this really stark white bunker. That's not interesting to look at. And the characters are not interesting to spend time with. Oh <laughs> yeah. Did you like Bub the zombie? Which one was he? The, zo- the one who likes classical music. Like the you. green one. Um, yeah. You gotta say the green one. He's the one on this coaster that I have from Scream Factory. Um, I like how he devo- developed the or he delivered the closing blow of this movie. Yeah, he learned how to use a gun and he used it to shoot the handsome, terrible man who yelled all the time. Yeah, and then that handsome, terrible man was torn to shreds. Mm, I'd tear him to shreds. He was the he looked kind of like Nathan Fillion, but eighties. You know. Um, Nathan Fillion's gay, isn't he? What? I don't think so. Oh, then we're imagining If he is, people. we're not together anymore. <laughs> we're imagining different people then. Okay, Nathan Fillion, this won't help at all. But he I'm was... imagining Nathan Lane. Oh, very different. Very different. Yeah. Nathan Fillion was the lead in Slither, although I'm sure you don't remember him. It's somewhere on this wall. It is. It's right there. Um, 
But yeah, I don't know. It's just, I'm just kind of not not feeling it. And again, it, I I agree that the heat is part of it because you just don't really want to sit in the apartment and watch a movie sometimes because you're just like, ugh, I'm sweating all over my butt. Yeah. Um, but mm, I I think if I had to rank them, I'd put why would I put Dawn of the Dead at the top, and then like Land of the Dead, no Night of the Living Dead, Land of the Dead. Um, Diary of the Dead and Day of the Dead and Survival of the Dead I haven't seen and I don't intend to for a while but eventually we get around to it a lazy summer day yeah exactly oh so tomorrow (laughs) Um, but yeah so I'm going to tell you what we're watching next week but first here's how you can get in contact with the show you can find us on Twitter at Scream101Pod, on Facebook at Scream101Podcast. You can email us at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review us. Give us five stars, and, you know, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Pay it forward. We'll pay it forward. Yeah. Oh, also pay it forward to us on Patreon. Um, Patreon.com slash Scream101. I personally um, don't care as much, but Brennan deserves it. He uh, puts yeah. so much effort into it. I do. And also, you'd get money from it, so you should care. Meh. Okay. Um, I'm a socialist, Brennan. I give all my money to charity. You mean me? Yeah. Thank you. Charity Barnum from from The Greatest Showman. Yeah. Anyway, I was going to say something, but it totally escaped my brain. I'm sorry. I just felt the need to like say I did it to charity. That's... Even though I don't. Okay. I'm sorry. Keep going. I'm trying to... Ho- I'm trying to like... like. You're really not? I'm trying to like, you know, do that shuffle, like... Do a shuffle. The Cupid shuffle? Sure. But like while you remember what it was that you forgot, I'm trying to like Well, it's hard to remember when you're just saying random things that aren't don't You were sense. talking about Charity Barnum? Yeah, that well that didn't help either. <laughs> uh no, Patreon is, donate to Patreon. Yeah, give uh, us five stars and thanks and just, you know, be kind, rewind. Um, here's what we're watching next week. We're gonna be following up on a little ditty from Stalker Month. We're gonna be watching Single White Female Two the psycho Ooh, are you excited for this one yes we both like single white female and it's time it's, i'm excited to see what little animal is going to get killed in this one. Oh yeah there's always a little animal isn't there mm-hmm. um yeah i i really I hope it's her goat <laughs> i would love it if it was a goat um i love i loved stalker month I know single white female 2 is going to be extremely disappointing and terrible probably but I also really love like crazy many years later direct to video sequels, so I'm all in on this one. As we noted from Deep Blue Sea Two, which I actually enjoyed. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I hope I assume it's just gonna be a worse remake of the original, but I hope they have some like crazy weirdo ideas in there. Yeah, Mila Kunis shows up ready to kill everybody. Yeah, like an American psycho too. Another direct to video terrible sequel. Which I also enjoy. <laughs> Mila Kunis making movies great again. Okay. Um, Let's not be talking anymore. Um, Thank you very much for listening. And until next week, uh, good luck on your journey. Stay gold, everybody. Stay cool. Yeah, please do. This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart. Hi, I'm Brennan. And I'm Dave. And we are the co-hosts of Cast Party. It's a freewheeling pop culture conversation. I am an online media mogul. And I'm not. I'm a drama teacher. Yes. In fact, my drama teacher. We kind of transplant the conversations that we have every time we hang out and do a podcast, and we hope you like it. Check it out. Enjoy. At podpeople.me.
that was that was really fun and not awkward at all. Bye. <laughs>